This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. And he's standing down here at the lower portion of the screen. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so, man, we're going to start off with Las Vegas. How in the world do you get your license to carry a handgun uh, directly issued to you right after class? How do you, how, is that even possible? Well, apparently in Las Vegas, there's a way. Here we are in Las Vegas, and take a look at this video here. So Las Vegas police say one officer and three citizens shot at a man who stabbed another officer with a screwdriver during an incident inside a gun range. So let me go back a little bit. So Las Vegas police officers were called at 11.59 a.m. last Wednesday at a gun range in Las Vegas after an employee reported that a man had been caught rifling through a customer's bag during a break from a concealed carry permit course. Now, the range employees escorted the man, Marvin Payton Jr., 27, outside to wait for the police to arrive. Seconds after police pulled up, the man attacked a female officer, striking her twice with a screwdriver. He actually, he, 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 he fractured her, her face, facial bone there. And everyone on the scene, literally everyone that was standing outside, pulled out their firearm and shot and killed this guy, shot this guy 14 times. Literally everyone that was standing outside pulled out their firearm and shot him. So the Metropolitan Police Department Assistant Sheriff Brett Zimmerman said Peyton had a violent history with police, including charges of attempted murder, attempted robbery of a firearm and assault on a protected person. Also involved uh, police... And, and arriving officers had knowledge of Peyton's violent past before the shooting. Now, the injured officer 
who has not been named, was treated and released from University Medical Center the afternoon of the shooting, and she suffered a fracture near her eye, according to uh, the Metropolitan Police Department there. And uh, once once again, I want to take a look at this video here. Uh, this guy, I mean, goes to a concealed handgun license course, and I don't know what goes to your head, you know, and you try to steal something from someone, rifle through someone's bag at a concealed handgun license course, and then they escort you outside. Then you pull out a screwdriver, try to stab the police officer, actually stabbing her. And then literally everyone that was standing outside that had a firearm pulled it out and shot this guy 14 times. Boy, I guess that's how you do it in Las Vegas. That's how you get your license to carry handgun issued to you directly <laughs> after class. And this is just in, in, insane, crazy. And, and that's why we put a lot of different security measures in place uh, when I, you know, conduct my classes. And my hat's off to this gun range because uh, they handled this uh, perfectly. There's not a better way. It, it could not have, you know, come out any other different way. Uh, that's the way you handle it. You you stop that threat, you know, of a violent person. You know, who knows? Who knew he was going to do that? Uh, and they handled it. I, I can't ask for, you know, anything else, anything uh, for it to come out any any better way. And, you know, we put a lot of different security measures in place. Uh, we try to make sure that no one brings any large bags in the classroom. You, we try to make sure no firearms at all are brought into the classroom. Uh, we have to check those behind the counter. We have cameras in the classroom. We have microphones in the classroom. We actually have a, a I actually have a, um, a, a, <laughs> a silent alarm in the classroom. You know, I can talk to my staff. You know, there's so many different security measures that we put in place to make sure that we're safe in that classroom because you're literally there with students that people that you don't know. Uh, and you're trying to help these people. Your intentions are good. You're hoping that their intentions are good. You know, but when things go the wrong way, how do you handle that situation? And that's when your training has to kick into play, you know, as an instructor. All right, so, man, that's wild. All right, so I want to bring to the conversation and uh, a little bit and, and talk about Florida. I'm going to change gears a little bit. Uh, I want to go to Florida, you know, my my home state where I was born. I was born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm now a Texan, been here forever. And so but I like to, you know, go to different states and look at different states laws and how, you know, how how do those laws, you know, look compared to Texas here? You know, because if I want to travel to a different state, you still have to follow those states laws. So, you know, you have your license to carry handgun here in Texas, but you want to go to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You want to go to Tampa. You want to go to Orlando. You want to go to Miami. You want to go visit someone. Well, you, you need to know, you know, what places, you know, you have to watch out for. Are there any signs? Because in Texas, you know, we're very picky about our signage. Uh, we have a 30.06 sign. We have a 30.07 sign. 30.06 sign means a person with a license cannot conceal carry their handgun. A 30.07 sign means a person with a license cannot openly carry their handgun. Uh, so, you know, we're very picky about our signs. That sign's got to be block letters, one inch in height, clear to visit the public in English and Spanish in contrasting colors. English needs to be exact wording. Spanish be left up to interpretation. So in Texas, we're very picky about that signage. Uh, and then also we have what we call, you know, verbal notice. You know, a person can give you verbal notice and tell you to leave. If you don't see the sign, you don't, you know, you don't notice the sign. So we have that. That went into effect September the 1st of 2019. Uh, so we're, you know, we're very picky about, you know, our laws here in Texas. But, you know, what happens if I travel to another state like Florida? You know, what if I don't have a license? How can I carry my handgun 
in Florida or my loan gun in Florida without a license? You know, what about with the license? You know, do is there a particular sign that I have to look out for? Are there particular places? Can I go to the park? You know, what are some of those things? So we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to bring in a, an instructor from Florida to tell us, you know, my counterpart in Florida is going to going to tell us, going to school us today. We're going to list, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to learn today. Because let me tell you, this is a great instructor. You are going to learn today. Just like we do it in Texas, she does it in Florida. And so we're going to talk about Florida. Going to talk about some other news, what's going on around the, the country, because there are some things going on. Let me tell you, there's some different shootings that have happened. We're going to talk about that. Talk about some bills. There's an Arizona bill. Going to talk about that. Uh, going to talk about something that happened in um, uh, with a, a suspected uh, gun permit. You know that we're going to talk about that. I'll bring that in a little later. And then uh, a lot of people upset about you know President Trump being acquitted. We'll talk about that later in the hour as well too, because a lot of people want to get that off their chest. So we'll throw that in here. You know, you can't talk about guns without you know bringing in that subject as well. But we'll get all that down. We're going to talk about that. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. Peace, this is Maj Ture. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Man, I tell you, I, I just can't get over this um, this shooting that happened in Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas police officers were called at 11.59 a.m. last Wednesday to a gun range in Las Vegas. Um, and after an employee reported that a man had been caught rifling through a customer's bag during a break uh, from a concealed carry permit course, the range employees escorted the man, Marvin Payton Jr., 27, outside to await for the police. And seconds after the police pulled up, the man attacked a female officer, striking her twice with a screwdriver. And everyone, everyone on the scene 
you know, everyone outside that had a firearm pulled it out and shot Peyton 14 times after he stabbed this officer. I tell you, I'd never seen anything like that before in my life. I tell you, that that's it, you you got to take a look at this video. Insane. All right. All right, so let me bring into the conversation here um, an instructor out of Florida, uh, Avery Skipalis. Uh, she's the owner of Skip Tactical Solutions, which is a 100% veteran-owned owned and operated business. And as a female military fireman instructor with over 10 years' experience, she has trained over 10,000 men and women. She started her firearm training company as a way to empower men and women by providing professional training in an enjoyable and safe atmosphere. And she makes sure that all her students excel to their fullest potential. And let me welcome to the show Avery Scopolis of Skip Tactical Solutions. Avery, welcome to Come and Talk It. Hey, Avery, can you hear me now? Okay. Hi, thank you for having me on. Hey, all right, all right. So welcome there. So uh, Avery, you know, tell us a little bit about your, I, I gave him a little brief rundown there about you, you know, but you tell him something about you. I am currently a active duty service member. I'm still proudly serving in the United States Air Force. And the Air Force was actually the first thing that introduced me to firearms. And I became a firearms instructor in the Air Force about 12 years ago. And from that point on, I have continued to learn and just enjoy the journey of becoming a firearms instructor. I'm married and I have two kids. I have two boys. They are 11 and 14 years old. Nice. Oh, man. Awesome. All right. And thank you for your service. Thank you. All right. So, you know, what, what made you get into the, uh, the firearms business? I wanted to get into the firearms business because... As a female and a minority female going through training, I often did not like the way that I was treated. And I could only imagine if I'm being treated like this as a professional, how are normal civilians being treated? And I would have a lot of people ask me if I provided firearms classes. So I decided rather than me complaining about how instructors did it in the civilian community, that I needed to just go ahead and get out there and make a difference. Nice. Okay. Now, you know, I want to, I want to jump right into this, you know, of traveling to Florida. You know, I talk, I always talk about Texas and, you know, what we do here in Texas and, you know, in Texas, you can have a license to carry handgun issued by the state and you can openly carry or concealed carry your handgun with that license from Texas or license that Texas recognizes, you know, but you know, what do people do when traveling to Florida? So like, for example, you know, if I want to travel to Florida and I don't have a license, I don't have my, you know, handgun license at all, how can I travel in Florida with a handgun? So you can travel in the state of Florida with a firearm in your vehicle. What I do advise people to do is if they plan on making a trip, they need to go directly to the state's website. And for the state of Florida is fresh from Florida and they need to get all the vital information from their website. Because what I see a lot of people do is they will Google a question and we know how that works. One of the first two or three options that pop up, they're gonna go with that versus going directly to the state's website. So for the state of Florida, you can travel with a handgun in your vehicle, but people also have to remember if you're traveling from one state to the next, you may be traveling through other states. So they need to look up those states as well. 
No, outstanding. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. So now tell us, you know, what about with a license? You know, so I'm traveling to Florida. I have my my license to carry handgun from Texas, which is recognized in Florida since I'm a Texas resident. Um, you know, there's some places I need to look out for. You know, what are some some of the things I need to you know worry about? The biggest thing is. First, I am not a lawyer. This is not legal <laughs> advice. That's right. <laughs> but when you're traveling and it's in your vehicle, make sure that your firearm is always securely in case. I like to stress that when I'm teaching classes, it needs to be securely in case because that is a surefire way to get in trouble in the state of Florida. That is one of the legal requirements for your um, firearm being in your vehicle for the state of Florida. So you, so even with a license, I still have to have it in a case? It needs to be securely in case. In case, okay. Can it be in a holster on me? So it can be in a holster, whether or not locked, um, secure, secured in a gun case, whether or not locked, but it just needs to be securely in case in something. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah. So I can have it on me inside the vehicle, concealed on me in, inside the vehicle, inside my holster, yes. in a holster. Mm -hmm. Can you have it in the open? In the vehicle no no can't open carry in, in in florida so and that's another thing that i want so uh, and i use the state of texas as an example when i teach my classes nice because one of the biggest differences between florida and texas although they do have reciprocity with one another is that texas allows open carry but florida does not allow open carry the same as texas but for the state of Florida, you are allowed to open carry with a few exceptions. If you're fishing, if you're hunting, and if you're camping. And if you're doing that, you can you can open carry to and from, but it's directly to and from. But you cannot cons you cannot open carry if you are just going out and about on a normal day. Okay. So if I want to, you know, I live in, let's say I'm down visiting in Plantation, Florida there, and I want to travel over to a little creek there and I want to go fishing at the creek and I have my fishing license. Uh, <laughs> you gotta I, add that part. You gotta yeah. have the fishing license. <laughs> that's right. I got my fishing license and I want to go over to the little creek there that's not too far from the place that I'm staying. I can open carry my handgun, you know, with my fishing pole, you know, and go down and go fish. Yes, but it has to be directly to and from. And what I tell my students is, you know, a lot of the times, let's say you are going fishing, but you need to stop and you need to grab bait. Just don't get caught. Open Well, do not open carry when you are go making a pit stop. So it needs to be directly to and from. So if, you know, you've had a long day hunting and you may want to stop and grab something to eat, you have to remember that you're still open carrying. So therefore, you're not going to be able to get out and go into a quick stop for a store. Right, right. Okay. All right. Wow. All right, so that's the only way you can so the only way you can open carry in Florida. Um, and you don't have to have a license in order to do that, right? If you're going fishing. So, so you do have to have your license. You okay. okay. Yeah. All right, so you have to have your license and with that license you'll be able to open carry if you're going to one of those activities there. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Man. We got to get open carry pass there in, in Florida then. Look, we have so many Florida man stories, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because there's, there's one that I, I was talking about not too long ago where a guy was actually on the 
he was driving along. He actually videotaped this himself where he had his dash camera recording uh, him driving down the road with a passenger inside the vehicle. And a driver pulled up behind him really fast. And this guy tapped his brakes. You know, he did. He brake checked the guy, you know, really quick. So then he jumps on the toll, uh, gets on, looks like a toll road. And as he gets on the toll road, he brake checks the guy again. Well, then they're driving along. He finally lets the guy pass him. The guy passes him, you know, gets around him, gets on down the road. And he's videotaping this whole thing on his own dash camera. So they're getting on down the road there. And he's going about 100 miles an hour. And I, I tell people in class, I say, you know, how do I know? How do you think I know this guy was going 100 miles an hour? I said, because he recorded this on his own dash camera. And his dash camera at the very bottom had the speed limit on it. And so, you know, so he's going about 100. Then he slows down, you know, a little bit. And the guy who he was following, who was chasing, who was actually behind him initially, the guy pulled out a handgun and waved it around and, I guess, pointed at him. So then he pulls out his concealed handgun he had inside while he was driving and fired shots through his front windshield. I see, and, and, and he thought that he was justified in using force and daily force in that situation. But when he fired those shots, he did slow down to 95 miles an hour to fire those <laughs> shots. <laughs> I was like, man, what goes to And it's like the Florida man. What goes through people's head when they think of, of things like that? I tell you, it's crazy. And I know you guys have a lot of stories that you tell in class. Um, so I don't do a lot of storytelling in my classes just because there are a lot of those <laughs> stories that are out there. And I know people have a ton of time to watch YouTube videos, and they already seen a ton of those. Right. Nice. Good, good. All right. So we're talking with Avery Scopolis, and she's in Florida. She's a fireman instructor. We're going to talk about more about what happens in Florida. We're going to talk about the Florida process. We're going to talk about how do you go about getting a license in Florida if you want to get your Florida license, as well as having a license in another state. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back, and I, I want to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day. I know it's, man, we're having some crazy weather here in Austin, Texas. Uh, we're getting, there's ice on the roads, everything's shutting down, you know, just about everything is going to be shut down tomorrow. So I hope you stay in place, and whatever you do, don't go outside and fall down, because the paramedics, they're being inundated with so many calls for people that are just simply falling from the ice. Uh, they, they, they can't get to you. So just stay in place, stay inside, you know, relax, enjoy each other inside the house, watch a movie, get on Netflix or something like that. Listen to the show. You know, we're going to educate you today. All right. So and this is the also the anniversary of the Parkland shooting. Uh, it was three years ago, uh, Parkland school shooting and where 17 victims um, actually, you know, lost their lives in that shooting, you know, in Florida. And today we have on this show an instructor from the state of Florida, uh, Avery Scopolis. Uh, she's a firearms instructor. And, you know, we're talking about the Florida program. We're talking about, you know, can we carry in Florida with a Texas license and all that good kind of stuff. So, you know, I hope you, you learned something from this today. And, and, you know, if you're planning on going to Florida to visit and you got your license from Texas, you'll know how to do it. Uh, so, Avery, um, do you want me to call you Avery or Skip? You can either one is fine. Either one. OK. All right. And I'll go back and forth. I'll call you Avery and then, and then I'll totally forget and I'll call you Skip. So you have to please forgive me. I'm asking. <laughs> forgive me now. All right. So um, let me ask you about the, you know, rifle. You know, how, what about carrying a rifle? You know, what's the, the, the protocol for that in Florida? So for Florida, everything is going to be concealed carry. You would be able to have your rifle, but it would be able to be in your car because you're not going to be able to conceal carry that on your body. And I do want to go back, though, and correct something. Sure. When it comes to fishing, hunting, and camping, you're open carrying and you're not concealed carrying. You just have to make sure that you have that license to be able to fish and hunt for the state. Okay. All right. You yeah. Don't, you don't necessarily have to have your handgun license. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. All right. And then so for the rifle, can you open carry a rifle in Florida? No. No, you can't do that? But if you're hunting, then you're going to be able to have that while you're hunting yeah all right awesome all right then is there like any signage requirement or something like that for florida you know like in texas so, you know very very pick about our signs so florida does not have that signage requirement but another big difference for the state of florida that i want to go ahead and put out there is that florida has a license for weapons and firearms and that's something that a lot of people really don't understand the difference between a weapon and a firearm, but Florida does distinguish between the two, and that's what our license covers. Mm, okay, so explain it. You know, go go in a little more in detail with that. So a firearm is considered your gun. It has that projectile that's going to shoot out the bullet. So we also have knives that they talk about. They talk about stun guns, and they also talk about knives, stun guns, and they talk about billy clubs as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. So what, what's the, the, the protocol for knives in Florida? Because in, in Texas, you know, we can actually have any size knife 
you know, in Texas. We can walk down the street right now, and I can walk down the street with a sword if I wanted to. I can go and walk from here to the Texas State Capitol and carry a sword. But there are going to be certain places that you cannot take a knife for the length of the blade is over five and one half inches. You know, I can't take it inside of a school and, you know, certain places like that where we have uh, under what we call Penal Code Section 4603, you know, which is a felony. So it's got to be, you know, under that five and one half inch, the, the length of the blade. So for Florida, you know, what is the, the knife law there? So they say um, a standard knife. <laughs> they don't give those details like Texas gives the details regarding the knife, but we also have our concealed um, stun gun and tasers, and you're going to be able to conceal those things when you are using them for lawful self-defense purposes. Oh, nice. All right, so I got my pepper spray, I got my stun gun, I got my taser. I'm good to go with those. Yes. All right, what about brass knuckles or anything like that? Can we have brass knuckles? Um, They all throw... Those are included in that when it comes to the weapons. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, because I know in Texas we actually removed the uh, knuckles from the prohibited list. Prohibited, They used to be prohibited here in Texas, so we now can actually have our brass knuckles, in, you know, ever since uh, September the 1st, 2019 here in Texas. All right, nice. All right, so um, what is the so – you said no, si- no, Sorry, ahead. you said signage requirements and – yeah, there's no signage requirements here when it comes to the signs that you guys have as well. Right. But like the federal, we're still going to have those um, those standard signs with the firearm and the circle. But Florida does not enforce that signage when it comes to those private dwellings, all right, those, so, the private property. All right. So if it's a private property, like a private business and the business owner, you know, if they don't want, you know, people to carry their handgun there, what would they do as the business owner? They would request for them to leave. And that's where I think a lot of people will get in trouble because for one, I feel like no one should ever really know that you are concealed carrying. So if you do have that in that private business, they should not know that you have it. But when they do request for you to leave, then you need to leave. And then if you don't leave and they call the police, then you will be charged with trespassing. And, and that's and that's that's pretty much the same here. You know, verbal notice carries a lot of weight. And for some reason, I don't know what it is. People like to argue and debate, you know, the issue, you know, they want to argue and justify, you know, and, and talk about their Second Amendment and why they should be able to, you know, to carry a gun. They don't realize the fact that you're actually on private property and the property owner, whoever's representing the property owner, uh, the business is actually asking you to leave. And they have that right, you know, because they have property owner rights. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, and I would never, I would never argue with someone when it came to that. But also, they should not know that I have a concealed firearm. Right, because it should be concealed, and then that's the whole, you know, whole purpose of it is concealed. You can't see it by ordinary observation. So unless you know, if you're doing a really bad job of concealing your handgun, <laughs> it's going to cause you problems. I agree. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what are some of the people that you get in your classes? I get a lot of women. Um, families, majority of the time, but it may be a husband, a wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, but mainly a lot of my students are women who have found me on the internet and they're more comfortable with the female instructor. Right. Yeah. Cause they, you know, it's, it's, it makes it a lot easier, you know, looking at someone that looks like you, uh, and to teach you those things, you don't feel, you know, intimidated or anything like that. Cause I can definitely, definitely see how that does happen now. 
What about, um, I want to go back a little bit and get into, you know, why you decided in the first place to, you know, start teaching guns, you know, start, why, why, you know, a little bit more in detail with that. You said, you know, because you didn't want to, um, you didn't want, I guess, the, people to feel the way, you know, that you were treated and things of that nature. Um, let's go back in a little more detail with that. So I'll also, I'm glad that you brought up the Parkland shooting because that was another reason why I decided to start teaching to the civilian community. For me, I have two kids and Parkland is within a five hour drive of my home. Oh, wow. So that could have easily been my kid's school. And I want for children, I want for women and I want for men to be able to protect themselves if the need arises. But I I just continue to receive requests and I would always tell people, oh, I don't have time. I'm too busy right. because I'm a wife, I'm a mom, and I also have a full-time job. But it was just really heavy on my heart that I needed to go out there and be the change that I wanted to see. And I needed to start teaching. And I know the type of standard that I have and not everyone has the same standard. So versus me really complaining about it, I just went out there and started on my own. And when I say went out there, it wasn't really that easy. Right. It was really taking all the education that I have received and going and teaching other people. And I really didn't think anyone would want to hear what I had to say um, because there's not a lot of people who look like me that do it. And I'm very feminine. And some people would automatically look at me and assume that that's not my job or I don't know what I'm talking about. But it was just really heavy on my heart that I needed to share my skills with the civilian community. And Parkland was definitely one of those deciding factors that I said, I have to go out here and make a difference. Right. Because I hate, you know, like watching shows and watching things and seeing people do things the wrong way. So, you know, you're just like, hey, OK, I got to you, know, you got to help these people and, and, and help them do the things, you know, do it right. Um, hand grip, you know, stance, uh, you know, not don't put your finger on the trigger unless you're on target ready to fire. Um, trigger control, um, trigger reset. You know, a lot of people, you know, there's so many different things. And, and, it's, and I always tell people it's very easy. Um, it's, it's easy to teach someone how to shoot and kill someone. But then the hardest thing for us to do is, you know, you spend the majority of that time, you know, teaching people and telling people how not to pull the gun out. You know, don't pull the gun out in this particular situation. Don't pull out this, you know, and you talk about different scenarios and things of that nature. Uh, there are so many different shootings and different things that, you know, people get involved in. And it's like, man, you know, it's just like the, the one that we just saw in Las Vegas um, where you had um, a group of um, people that were standing outside. The police showed up. This guy stabbed this police officer, female police officer, and, you know, everyone pulled out their handgun, their training kicked in, and you can see their stance. I can see their grip. You know, I, I, you know I'm actually you know, analyzing everything that everyone's doing. They're looking at that front sight, their rear sight, boom, they're right on target, boom. And they didn't hit anything in the, in the background, the backdrop, backdrop at all. Nothing was hit. That's great. Only that person. And I thought that was, that was awesome. Um, let's, you know, we go back, we come back from the break. I want you to, you know, kind of take us in your classroom. You know, what do you go over inside the classroom as far as basics? Um, what are some of the things that people ask for? And I, I kind of want to let you talk and kind of give us, you know, give us a lesson of, you know, what you experience in class and stuff like that, rather than me asking questions or something like that. You talk about what you want to talk about, you know, 
uh, some of the things that you want to cover and stuff because uh, people want to hear they want to hear from a female they want to hear from a um, a confident female instructor which you are and so I want to also bring you to Texas I want to do that I want to bring you to Texas because I I you know I I've heard about you I've seen you on um, on Instagram and I followed you a little bit and I say you know what got to bring you here to Texas you know so yeah because I'm from Florida and I love my Florida people and you know got to give them a taste of that you know what it's like in Florida <laughs> of course all right so we come back from the break we'll talk about that and get into I want you to get into your classroom uh, what do you talk about as far as the basics you know getting people from the beginning um, they walk into the classroom they don't know anything you know what are some of the things that you cover I want to get into all those little details. We come back from the break. I'm going to talk about that and also some current events. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Talk Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking with uh, the owner of Skip's Tactical Solutions, Avery Scopolis, and she's out of Florida. We're talking about, um, talking about guns. We're talking guns, 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 and more guns and gun training. That's what we're talking about, gun training. All right, so... Uh, hey, Avery. Uh, so tell us, you know, people walk into your class, they, they want to learn how to shoot. They want to take a beginning, a beginning course. You know, tell me, uh, just give me a rundown of what you what you cover in class. So when it comes to the concealed carry, well, the Florida concealed carry class, that class is a three hour class per the state of Florida. There is not a time requirement for that class. I like to do three hours. You will see various different times when it comes to different instructors but i found three hours to be a nice um amount of time to get the information out there i do a quick introduction of myself i tell them my background i think it's very important for people to know that i did not grow up around firearms because a lot of their reservation comes from i'm that the fact that someone's not relatable i'm very relatable to them because I just started to get really comfortable and become an instructor 12 years ago. And now I'm at the level that I am now, but I share that, you know, that was a journey for me. I wasn't always here and I wasn't always comfortable and confident when it came to a firearm. So I like to explain my background in that so that they can, you know, get over some of their reservations. And we talk about in the beginning, we go over like definitions, like we're getting a lot of, the legal requirements and the definitions out of the way because that's kind of the boring stuff that they really don't want to hear. And then we go into like the mindset. And these are things that when people would tell me the different things that they learned when they took a class, they didn't really share these things. And it's not that I would ask people, people would tell me what they learned when they went to a class, like let's say it was a neighbor. And they would ask me if I taught the class and I said no. And then they would take a class and then they would share with me what they learned. And I didn't really hear people talking about mindset. 
And that is extremely important when it comes to carrying a firearm because anyone that can pass those legal requirements can purchase a firearm, right? And in the state of Florida, you can have a firearm in your home and defend your home. I mean, and defend yourself in your home, but that doesn't mean that you know how to use it. That doesn't mean that you're comfortable and confident, right? So there's a certain mindset around just just being situationally aware of where you are because a lot of the times we can avoid things ahead of time. But we talk about the mindset. I share my why. And I think that's really important for people to know what my why is. And my why is because I want to protect myself. I want to protect my kids. I want to protect my family. But I also take it a step above that. And I'm willing to protect those who cannot protect themselves because some people are just not willing to protect themselves. And it may take for a worst case scenario to happen, right? For them to experience a very traumatic event and then they may come around. So when it comes to those instances, I'm willing to carry a concealed firearm to be able to protect those people that cannot protect themselves. So we do go over that mindset because everyone is not built for this. People come to the class and they may share, well, do I have to shoot this person? Well, if someone is willing to shoot you in your chest, why are you not willing to shoot them back? And not everyone's willing to do that. And I share with them, if they're not comfortable and confident when they pull that firearm out, there is a high chance that that firearm can be used against them. So that's very important for students to know as well, because I find a lot, I mean, you just don't know what you don't know. And we go over that defensive mindset because we need to have that mindset everywhere we go, because there are certain times where you cannot have a firearm and all you're going to have is your situational awareness. And maybe you can detect a situation and be able to get out of Dodge before something actually happens. So then we go into the emotional, legal, and the social aftermath of a shooting. That's something that a lot of instructors don't cover either because, you know, purchasing the firearm is sexy, posting videos of it, that's sexy in photos too. But what happens when we actually have to use this in a defensive situation? Many people don't think about the fact of, you know, you use this firearm, that's now going to be evidence. Do you own any other firearms? Does your spouse own any other firearms? How are you going to be able to protect your, yourself if something does occur after that, right? So we talk about things that they really probably don't think about, but I cover a lot in that three-hour time period. We're talking about that legal, and I know that later here we'll probably talk about the fact of you need to have some type of plan, insurance, so that if this does occur, you have a number that you can call and you can get your defense team up and ready so that you don't, I mean, really end up in jail or end up with a hefty bill that you can't really afford. And then we talk about controlling a threatening encounter um, because a lot of the things that we see on TV are inaccurate and we want our students to know the right things to do. And then <clears throat> those physiological and psychological reactions to a life-threatening encounter because if people do not know what is a natural reaction, then they may start to second guess themselves. And I tell people, you know, if someone stops an active shooter, it is a natural reaction for them or a natural reaction could be for them to be elated. They stopped someone who was trying to kill people. And many people don't think about that. You could still be remorseful and people don't think about that either. But uh, we talk about places that you can carry, places that you cannot carry. I do share with my students that the list is not all inclusive because I do not know 
everywhere that they visit or everything that they go about in their everyday life. And we do cover a couple of scenarios. Um, I talk about, I put myself in certain situations. I talk about, you know, the fact that as a female, I may be more of a target. And people don't think about that. The fact that we're a target based off of the way that we dress, based off of where we live. And then you can also be a target by what you drive as well. If you drive a luxury vehicle, people are going to assume that you have money. And when we go through all of this in the class, we do go over safe gun handling. I teach them how to properly hold a, a firearm. I teach them how to properly shoot a firearm. And I tell them that this is only the beginning of their journey, that a concealed class does not teach you how to properly shoot a firearm, that it you know, there's a lot that goes into that. And the average person wouldn't think that, okay, so, you know, there's the fundamentals, like, what are the fundamentals? They don't think, you know, they just see people shooting a gun, and you know, you just pick it up, put it in your hands. But I, I don't do videos in my class, because, you know, you can watch YouTube after you leave my class, like, when you're in this class, we're talking about the fact that Florida has stand your ground. And we talk about things such as, you know, you probably shouldn't put your hands on anyone, like unless you're willing to actually defend yourself. But just a run of the mill, like you trying to pick a fight with someone, you would never know what someone has on their body. They could be carrying a concealed firearm. So watch what you're doing. But for my classes, they're very <laughs> interactive. I do tell a lot of jokes. I guess we can call them lame mom jokes, but we always find one person in the class that laughs at my jokes. Um, I like to make it a very fun and open environment for them to ask me questions. And I tell them there's no such thing as a dumb question because they don't have the answers. They paid me to take a course and to answer their questions. And I want them to be very confident because at the end of the day, we're teaching them skills that may one day save their life if they have to use them. So I take it very serious. And although it's a concealed class and we're basically going over the law, they need to leave there confident. And I have a lot of people who leave and they're like, okay, now I want to take another class. Like what is the next step that I should do? Because some people do not get additional education after they take a concealed class. That's extremely important. Like this is a journey. You have to continue to be educated. You have to continue to build upon those skills. But for me, we go to the range where we properly discharge our firearm. I make sure that they're confident. They get a certificate from me. Once they receive the certificate from me, we have like a little mini graduation. We have fun and we'll take photos if they want to take photos. And I love to hype my students up. I tell them, you know, look at where you started from the moment that you walked through that door and look at where you are now. Like there is a huge difference in that because I know that there is a reason why they took that class. And I encourage them to apply for their license because there are some people who may take a class and they don't apply for their license. But as we learned last year due to COVID, there were many people who never applied for their license and all of a sudden they wanted to get a license but the state offices were closed and they were not able to get a license. And I'm the instructor that will call you within 30 days and follow up and see if you've applied for your license. And I tell them if they haven't applied for their license, go ahead and be ready to tell me why they haven't applied. And let's say if it's financials, then let me know when you can save up enough money to be able to apply for your license. All right, man, I'll tell you, we're talking with Skip 
Tactical Solutions, the owner there. And we're talking with Avery. And, and you know what? Give me a call. If you want to ask Avery a question, our call in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Just give, me a, give us a call. And let's ask Avery a question. You know, any questions you want to ask her about, you know, Florida laws, you know, what's going on in Florida? Uh, what are some of the things she, do, she does in her class? We come back from the break. Uh, Avery, I do want to ask you to tell us about some of those different scenarios. I want you to run us through a couple of different scenarios that you you break down and you discuss in your class. Man, I tell you, I, I, I'm sitting here. I'm wearing a jacket. I never wear a jacket. I'm, I'm freezing to death in here. It's cold. And, you know, we're, we're our temperatures are crazy right now, and people that know me know that I never wear a jacket. So you see me in a jacket, you know it's cold in here. So we come back from the break. Um, I'm going to ask you about that, but Skip, uh, you have warmed me up. I like this. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so got a little bad news there. We're not going to open up regular business hours at Central Texas Gun Works tomorrow. We're going to open up a little late. We're going to open up at 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. And then we're going to have to cancel. Oh, man, for the first time, I don't believe I'm saying this. We're going to have to cancel our license to carry handgun course we have scheduled no, for no, tomorrow. No. Yes, I know. Uh, I know, because I, I, I care about your safety. I don't want someone driving in 8 o'clock in the morning, sliding off the highway from this ice and stuff, this black ice that we're seeing uh, that we expect is going to be on the road tonight. So we're going to cancel the life carry handgun course. Everyone should receive a phone call, get you rescheduled for another day uh, later on the week or next week or something like that. So And then we're going to open up a little later at Central Texas Gun Works. You're planning on coming up and pick up a firearm or something like that. We're not going to open at 10 o'clock in the morning like we normally do. We're going to push it back to 1 o'clock. We'll open up at 1, and then we'll stay open until, you know, 5 or 6 or something like that. We'll we'll play it by ear, see how the weather does. So we'll stay So we'll try to, you know, get those deliveries in. I know people are expecting firearms to be delivered. We're going to stay open and get those deliveries in, and we're going to, um, you know, process anything that comes in that day. And then I want Casey to give us a little update on what's going on around the city and the state. Yeah, Mike, it's definitely turning into a mess out there on the roadways right now. Basically, first responders are saying if you don't have to be out on the roads right now, don't. Uh, Bottom line, you've missed your windows. Just stay home at this point unless you absolutely have to be out on the roadways. Uh, Snow is about to start moving into the area. It'll, It'll start off as freezing rain and sleet. And then it'll transition to snow later tonight. And then anywhere from four to eight inches of snow is going to fall between 10 o'clock tonight and 5 to 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. That'll be the third highest ever snowfall that the Austin area has recorded. Not only that, bitterly cold temperatures. Another wave of Arctic air is moving in tonight with this system. Tonight into Monday morning, low temperatures, 9 degrees in the Austin area. Mm. Tomorrow morning, low temperatures, 3 degrees in the Austin area. That is this close to the coldest temperature ever recorded in Austin, which is negative two. We have not seen temperatures this cold in the capital city in 31 years, since December 23rd, 1989, when it was four degrees at Camp Mabry. So 
to say this is unprecedented. The the <laughs> string, you know, we we've we've had cold weather before, we've had wintry precipitation before, but we've been below freezing since Thursday afternoon. Wow. Camp Mabry has not gotten above the freezing mark since Thursday afternoon. And if the forecast holds, it's not going to get above freezing until Thursday afternoon, wow. maybe Friday afternoon. Wow. So you're talking about seven to seven and a half straight days of sub-freezing temperatures. And especially with that dip down into the single digits, I, it, back in 1989, water mains were bursting all over town. Wow. And so, you know, that th- this is going to be epic. The infrastructure, th- think about the sheer amount of people that have moved to the Austin area in the last 30 years. Right. The one and a half million people that weren't here in 1989. Think about all that new infrastructure that's in place. Wow. That infrastructure is not built to handle this. Mm. This is going, this, this is, you know, I, I, and I hate to get dramatic about it, but, <laughs> you know, I, I know a couple of, uh, I've, I've been keeping up with the coverage that our, our good friends on TV are doing, and a couple of them have pointed it out, and it truly makes sense that this has the potential to be an epic natural disaster in terms of what it will do to the infrastructure right. of the city. So when city officials are saying, be prepared for a few hours, a few days without water, mm. a few hours, a couple of days without power, be prepared. Take those steps now. HEB is still open. HEB is open till seven tonight. There may not be much on the shelves right, right. <laughs> because everybody's there right now, but stores are open. You know, it, it's, it's, if you haven't prepared, if you haven't taken steps to make sure your pipes are ready and all that, do it now. We've got plenty of details for you at talk1370.com. We're keeping that up to date all there. We'll have updates on air and online. We'll be live in the morning with Cardinal and Wooly from 7 to 9, giving you the latest on the roadways there, uh, trying to put the pieces back together as this, uh, as this winter blast continues to grip Central Texas. Wow, man, thank you. Thank you very much, Casey, for that update. That's crazy. And I hope the power stays on. That's all I hope for. <laughs> Just the power. Yes, indeed. That's it. All right, so let's go back to Florida. And we're talking with um, with Avery Skip Kapalas, and she's talking to us about, you know, the license program for the state of Texas and, you know, what it's like to take a course in, I'm sorry, for the state of Florida. There we go. For the state of Florida and what it's like, you know, in Florida to get your license and to carry in Florida. All right, so Skip, you know, you know, take us to one of those scenarios that you were talking about. So I try to not do a lot of scenarios. There are a few that I do talk about. One of the scenarios that I talk about is there was a scenario of a black African, well, African-American pregnant female, and she discharged a firearm in public. And a lot of people were upset about it, but it was a domestic violence case. Um, I think she had a restraining order on the guy, but went inside the home, came back out and fired the gun. And, you know, we talk about the fact that when you fire a firearm, like warning shots are illegal. (laughs) What goes up must come down. And if you're willing to do that, why are you not willing to shoot the person? Like, are you are you afraid for your life? Are you just scared? Are you trying to scare someone else? And, you know, once you bring that firearm out, you know, can you stay in the can you stay in the home versus coming back out? These are all things that we talk about. And then we also talk about a famous case um, 
Um, it was Clearwater, Florida, and it was a older white male, a younger black male, and the white male was <clears throat> arguing about a parking spot, and the one guy came out of the store, pushed him, and a lot of people, they will automatically go to race. I don't automatically go to race. Um, we need to really peel back the onion and we need to talk facts, you know, remove the race card from it and we need to talk about facts. And the fact is, you just don't want to put your hands on people. Um, when it comes to arguments, I tell people, you know, like if someone comes to your vehicle and they're arguing, like you can let the window up and you can ignore them. And, you know, don't go out looking for a fight, which a lot of times people do go out looking for a fight. If you're a hothead, should you really have a firearm? Those are things that you really need to think about. But we talk about warning shots. We talk about the senior ground or the state of Florida. I know there are a lot of jokes regarding Florida man, Florida woman. <laughs> but I really appreciate the fact that in the state of Florida, I can protect myself. And especially with your home, like the fact that I can own a firearm in this state, I really do appreciate that because we know that all states are not created equally. You know, some states you have that duty to retreat and a lot of people make the jokes, but you know, I really do appreciate it. And I like to peel back those stories because a lot of times people won't really know the facts to those stories. They'll just see there was a white man and a black man. Okay. Other than that, what really happened in this case, that's what we need to talk about. Right. And can you go a little more detail about that case and, and, and what the law is in Florida? Uh, so Florida does have the stand your ground and I don't remember the exact names. Um, it was a story in Clearwater, Florida and um, the guy who initially put his hands on the older guy, he did end up dying and there was a lot <laughs> that went into that story. Right. But we talk about, and you this know, is, this is the one of the parking space. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That, All right. that one. So there, so there was someone. In, they were parked at a store. I remember this story because we covered yeah. this on the on the show. They were he, they were parked in a parking spot, a handicapped parking spot, and so the guy goes into the store and g does some shopping or goes to get something. And I think there was a female that was in the vehicle, and the other guy, the the white guy, um, saw them. It saw the black couple parked in the parking space of the, in the handicapped parking space. So he decided to go over to tell them, you know, to move out of the handicapped parking space. And so while he's getting into like a verbal altercation with the lady in the vehicle, the guy boyfriend comes out of the store, sees this guy arguing with his girlfriend about the parking space and pushes the the gentleman. And when he pushed him, the guy failed, pulled that pulled out his concealed handgun and shot and killed him. That's what, what you're talking about. Is yes, that right? that's the story that I'm talking about. And, you know, uh, especially when that story initially came out, you know, tensions were very high. Emotions were very high. But I like I don't like to talk about those types of stories just because a lot of people will go directly into race and they won't really talk about the law. Like they will forget the whole fact that, you know, crimes were committed or whatever happened. They just want to go automatically to um, this race is killing this race or this is doing this. But I tell them that it's really important for you to know the law. You need to know, like, if you can protect yourself or 
the different things that go like the different elements of it. And we talk about, you know, there has to be the opportunity and the intent because just because someone says they're going to do something to you, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to do that to you. But if you would have asked me um, three years ago if I would be teaching Florida concealed classes, I would have said, no, I wouldn't. But here we are now. <laughs> That's right. And we're talking with Avery Scapala. She's a firearms instructor out of Florida. We're talking about different scenarios, talking about uh, use of force and daily force, talking about the stand your ground law. We're talking about the Florida man, Florida woman stories. Uh, we're talking about the law. We're removing, and like I like to say in my classes, remove color. And let's look at the context of the law. What does the law say about this particular circumstance? And that is what I love about Avery. That's why I brought her on the show, because she's saying the exact same things that I say in class. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. So President Joe Biden today called on Congress to institute common sense gun law reforms, including widespread firearm sales background checks and a ban on so-called assault weapons, highlighting an epidemic of gun violence in the U.S. on the third anniversary of the deadly Parkland school shooting. Now, to, and this is uh, uh, President Biden's words. Today, I'm calling on Congress to enact common sense gun law reforms, including requiring background checks on all gun sales, banning assault weapons and high capacity magazines and eliminating immunity for gun manufacturers who normally put weapons at, of war on our streets, according to President Biden. Uh, he says the administration will not wait for the next mass shooting to heed that call. Uh, this this statement reads that, and he says, we will take action to end our epidemic of gun violence and make our schools and communities safer. Now, this statement was made by the president today uh, during the anniversary of the Parkland shooting. All right, so we're back talking with Avery Skip Kapalas, and we're talking about uh, Florida gun laws. She's laying out uh, some things of, you know, stand your ground laws. We're talking about that. Talk, you know, talking about a lot, a lot of good stuff. And I, Avery, you know, I, you're saying the exact same things that we talk about here in Texas. And that's why I love it. You know, remove color from situations to look at what the law says about certain situations. You know, we talk about different, you know, I, I do talk about um, there's a particular shooting that we had happen here in Austin during one of the protests slash riots where a sergeant in the United States Army was working part-time for a rideshare company and he dropped off a passenger downtown Austin. He then proceeded to our main street there, what we call Congress Avenue, which goes to our capital, the, the Texas capital, and he makes a right turn onto Congress. As he makes that right turn, and I like to remind people, you know, when you're turning right, you're approaching the intersection and you're making a right turn. It's normal that you look to your left to look for oncoming traffic. It's very normal. So just, you know, picture yourself coming to an intersection. You're making that right turn. You're going to look to your left to make sure there's, there's no oncoming traffic. And then typically what we do without even realizing it, we actually 
hit the gas, and we proceed going that direction that we want to go before we turn our head and look at where we're going. It's normal. Everyone does it. And so as he turns into that intersection, there were protesters in the roadway on the road. And as, as he came to a stop, there was someone in the roadway who had an AK-47 openly carrying a rifle, which is actually legal in Texas. You can legally do that. You know, but the question is, can you stand in the roadway with the AK-47 at like a high ready? Uh, and this, pe this person had their window down. And can you, you know, does this person perceive that you're threatening them, that you're uh, attempting to kill them? And so he did. Uh, the driver, the sergeant of the United States Army, pulled out his concealed handgun that he had between the seat there. He fired five shots, shot that person, that person only. And then the crowd cleared. When the crowd cleared, he hit the gas. He proceeded down to the next major intersection, made a left turn, stopped, dialed 911, waited for police to come. And, you know, my, my thoughts on that is that was totally justified. And so we go over things like, you know, things of that nature. I remove, I don't, don't like talking about color, don't like talking about any of that stuff. I like talking about the facts of what it is and use of force and deadly force and what that person perceived. Do you reason believe that, you know, he had a right to use force or deadly force? Did he think that this person was trying to kill him? And, you know, does it meet that threshold? And so those are the things that we talk about. So that's why I like the things that you said, you know, you're saying, I mean, it's, uh, I, I tell you, this room is cold, but you're warming me up. Avery, you're warming me up. <laughs> All right, so let's go into some more details of what some of the things that you guys cover as far as um, use of force and daily force. Skip. Okay. Go ahead, Skip. Sorry about that. No, you're we talk about the fact that, you know, that there's that disparity of force, and when it comes to it, um, you may perceive something may not be a threat, but I may perceive that that same thing is a threat. And the average person doesn't really think about that. And me as a female, <clears throat> there are certain, like me in general, I don't want to let someone get too close to me. And I cover that in the classroom because bad people want to do bad things. And we don't necessarily know who they are. And we could be in the store and they don't have bad guy written on their forehead. And we also talk about you don't pick and choose when you want to carry. Like this needs to be a part of your lifestyle now because I talk about in Texas when you guys had those shootings in El Paso. And then we talk about any shooting that has ever happened or anything bad that has really happened. You don't know when these things are going to occur. And just like a car accident. You don't know when the car accident's going to happen, so you don't say, I'm just going to wait and put my seatbelt on right before I get into this accident, or I'm only going to wear my seatbelt on Friday because I'm going to get into an accident on Friday. Mm. You just go ahead and get into your car, and you put on your seatbelt, just like when you get ready to leave your home, you make sure that you have certain things with you, which should include your firearm, because we really don't know when these things are going to happen. We also talk about the fact that when you're carrying a firearm, you need to have a round in the chamber. And I explained to the students, you know, you're not going to say, hold on, Mr. Bad Guy, really quick. Let me put a round in the chamber. You don't have time because seconds absolutely matter. And it's our life and or it could be our family. And so you want to be ready. And, you know, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready and you want to be prepared. And we just hope that you never have to use these skills. Right. But you want to be prepared just in case the situation does occur. All right. So do you recommend a legal plan or anything like that once a person is involved in a situation? 
Yes, I do recommend a plan and that needs to be part of, okay, I got my concealed carry license. Now I need to get a plan to go along with that. And there's many different companies that are out there. There's some things that may be important to me and those same things may not be important to the next person. So there's things that you need to consider such as the price. Um, if you have a spouse or significant other or even adults that stay in your home, can you add them to your plan? And you also want to think about different things such as I want to be able to pick the lawyer. I don't necessarily want to have to go with one because sometimes you really don't mesh well with people and you want to have a lawyer that you can kind of really mesh with and you want to, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in a bank account to cover legal fees. If any of you do, that's good. But you want to be able to have a company that's going to cover those fees up front. I don't want to have to cover those fees out of my own pocket and then be reimbursed for that. That's something that I want them to be able to cover. Um, you want to think about civil suits. You want to think about lost wages and something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about that I really consider when I looked at my plan was counseling. Do they actually cover counseling? Because if they do, that's another expense that you don't have to pay out of your own pocket. And then what about a weapon selection? How do you cover that? You know, because that's a really big thing. People want to know, you know, what type of gun should I get, you know, for, you know, to carry or to have, you know, next to the bedside or whatever. How do you cover that? I make sure that people know it's not a one size fits all. And it's also not a certain handgun or a company that's out there only for women. And that's probably one of the biggest questions that I get asked the most is, what firearm is best for a woman? And when it comes to women, um, so I'm 5'2", and a student that I recently had, she was like six feet, and her hands were way bigger than mine. And when we put a standard, well, we were actually shooting a 22, but it was the Glock 44, she, like, she was like, this is like really small in my hands. So we can't say one size fits all for women because we're not all the same. We wanna talk about hand strength, Budget is something else that is very, very big because if you can't afford it, then you're not going to buy it. But I tell students, you want to get something that's quality. When we talk about firearms, when we talk about anything that's going to save our life, we're not talking anything cheap. We're talking things that are affordable. And you want to go with a caliber that you can use effectively. I hear a lot of people will say, oh, you need to go 40, 45. If that student can't properly shoot that firearm, then that is not a tool that they're going to be able to use to save their life. I'm more of a nine mil. That's <clears throat> one of the like top rounds when it comes to um, personal defense. But I will tell you, it there's a lot of things that go into it, but I recommend that they shoot the firearm and they get comfortable with it. And I also offer a gun rental and I do a firearm purchasing consultation because I want to put a lot of different firearms in their hand so that they can feel how it feels. They can know what they shoot well and what they don't shoot well. All right. And then, Avery, tell us how can we find you? How can people find you? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and all of my handles are Skip's Tactical Solutions. All right. So, man, I want to thank you, Avery. Uh, Skip, Skip, Skipalis. There we go. Uh, <laughs> For coming on the show today, outstanding. I, I love what you do. And like I said, we're going to definitely get you down here to Texas, uh, get you to teach a class for us, you know, here. Uh, and so because you're, you're saying a lot of the exact same things that I, I say here. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You're awesome. And keep up what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. I tell you, you know, and that's uh, Avery Skip Skipalas from Florida, firearms instructor uh, from 
Man, Florida, my home state. Thank you. That was awesome. As always, stay cool, stay calm. More guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.